The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to yet another edition of Madrasa on A. This is of course the Hajj edition. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in studio. We are still on our fiqh of Hajj and that is in terms of doing the Sunnah acts of Hajj in where we stopped yesterday. To know that you can send through your questions through to the WhatsApp as well as the SMS. The SMS being 47913. Alternatively, the WhatsApp is 072-238-0712. I'm technical controls. Now, I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to do a recap for us. But before that, let Allah allow Sheikh to do the opening du'a for us, inshallah. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, yourself? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. Uh, Sheikh, with regards to the Madrasa on A program allowing us to go further than where we went yesterday, we can now do the opening du'a, inshallah, and then we can do a recap. Bismillah. Shukran jazakallah khair for that one, Auntie Yasmina. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Wahda was Salatu was Salamu ala Malanabiya Bad. Rabbi Sharahli Sadri, Wayasidli Amri, Wahlul Ogdatam Milisani Yafka Kauli. Allahumma alimna bima yamfa'una wanfa'ana bima alamtana warzukna ilman yadil jalali wal ikram. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, all thanks and praises due to Allah always and forever. Then love and salam to our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the last and final messenger Allah have sent to humanity to guide them in this world, in the world of, of sciences and technology, to be able to be the final answer for humanity to find their path to success in this dunya and success in the year after. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. May Allah grant us to be of those people who find those successes, inshallah. Love and salam upon him, his family, his friends, and all those who follow their path. May we all be part of that. Allahumma amin ya rabbal alamin. Alhamdulillah. Allow me, to, before we get into the uh, recapping, that we make the dua together. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. الحمد لله رب العالمين والعقبة للمتقين والجنة للموحدين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا فإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم إنا نسألك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا زدنا علما ورزقنا فهما برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اجعل الحجاج حجهم حجا مبرورا وسعيهم سعيا مشكورا وذنبهم ذنبا مغفورا وعملهم صالحا مقبولا وتجارتهم لن تبور يا نور النور عالم ما في الصدور اخرجنا واياهم من الظلمات الى النور برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله As to our, our program where we've been or recapping the lessons that we did we are busy on the sunan at the moment we are busy on the sunnah things that ought to be done and we've, we've been to the uh, the Sunnah in, in yesterday's processes we went to the Sunnah of where we said the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told the men to be able to raise their voices while saying the Talbiyah then we've gone to the as aspect of the word Subhanallah Alhamdulillah Wa La Ilaha Illallah Wallahu Akbar as recommended to say those words before one actually say the the Talbiyah and that is done by the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The next one, next one, 
that we, when we do say the talbiya at the beginning, that we actually start with it by facing the qibla when we do so that for the first time. And then after that we went into the sunnah accelerated to entering into Makkah. We said that there were six sunnah acts there. The first one was the fact that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spent the night at the tua, the area, before you went in. Now the reason why the Nabi went there, because he was family members of him there. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stayed there for the night. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performed the ghusl there to be able to be, have a fresh ghusl whilst being in the state of ihram from the travel to enter the haram of Makkah. Um, so the sunnah, three sunnah acts there is Adhu Tuwa, the Nabi stayed there because of family members. He stayed there because he could uh, perform the ghusl there. He slept over there and he entered Makkah the next morning. Uh, um, during the day and the other one that we, we mentioned is that entering Makkah through the higher ravine which is at the Tua area uh, um, it's recommended the next one is when one enters the Haram of Makkah to be able to start with your right foot and that you uh, uh, what we normally do when we enter the Masjid and then there's certain Adhkar or Adhkar recommended Adhkar to be able to make when entering into the Masjid Masjid al-Haram The next one was uh, Upon seeing the house The words that was recommended for us to say Then thereafter we did the sunnah Accelerating to the circumambulating Of the house When you actually do the tawaf around the Kaaba Right And then we said putting the ends of the Upper loose garment Under the right armpit Exposing the right Soldier um, then the, the one after that was touching the black stone or the Hajrul Aswat and then the one after that was kissing the black stone and then the one after that was actually saying the takbir upon uh, passing the corner wherein the black stone is which means if you pass there you just say Bismillah Allahu Akbar right um or raise your hand or raise a stick or whatever and that's the sunnah tariq of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa we said that the next uh, sunnah act was walking quickly during the first three rounds and the first accumulation of the house meaning when you come in for your tawaf or, or the, the, the tawaf of, a, of an umrah or a hajj then the first uh, a part of the uh, of the, the first three shouts around the Haram of Makkah should be done so hastily, quickly as as what what may can. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. The voice there of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams giving us a recap as to what was dealt with yesterday, and that was of course we are now in our heading being the fiqh of Hajj and the subheading the Sunnah acts of Hajj. For now, we are still continuing on the fiqh of Hajj being the Sunnah acts of Hajj, where Sheikh is doing a recap as to where we stopped yesterday. Sheikh Tafadol. Shukran for that one, Auntie Yasmina. Alhamdulillah, we went on after the what we did yesterday. And we went to the one where we said walking quickly during the first three rounds. That means the the uh, the ramal between Safa, between uh, in the first three shouts uh, um, of of the tawaf, right? Uh, and then um, th- those were it. And we said that Ibn Omar he said when the messenger of Allah Taala would make the first circumambulation of the house, he would walk quickly during the three rounds from the black stone until the until back to the black stone which means the three the first three rounds and walk normally on the other four rounds that is the hadith that goes with that the next point that that speaks about the sunnah acts about the tawaf speaks about touching the yamani corner ibn umar said i did not see the prophet touching any part of the house except for the two Yamani corners, the two Yamani corners, which means the the, the Hajr al-Aswat and the area called Rukan Yamani, those two areas, right? And the next one is 
making the follow application between the two corners means between the Safa, between Rukun Yamani and Hajar al-Aswad to be able to say these words Oh Allah grant us the good of this life and the good of the hereafter Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar and that is because this is what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has done even though it is the dua in the Holy Quran of what Allah teaches us in the verses amongst the verses of the Hajj the next one is after the completing the, the, the tawaf around the Kaaba performing the two unit prayer behind the place of Ibrahim um, it, it means to, after the tawaf to perform the what we call the raka'ataini the two raka'at of the tawaf of after every tawaf there is a two raka'at that must be recited to be performed that is a sunnah act um, uh, uh, Ibn Omar says the messenger of Allah came and made seven rounds around the house then he prayed a two unit prayer raka'ataini behind Maqam Ibrahim then he made the circuits between Safa and Marwa then Ibn Umar recited وَلَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا and then the messenger of Allah did that as we've read the hadith and then said Umar, Ibn Umar, Abdullah Ibn Umar he recited that we have placed indeed in the messenger of Allah is for you a good example سُبْحَانَكْ لَحَوْلَ وَلَكُوَةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ the next point is as part of the uh, sunnah of the tawaf to recite at the place of Maqam Ibrahim before praying وَاتَّخِذُوا مِنْ مَقَامِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ مُصَلَّى to read those verse, that verse verse uh, uh, surah number 2 verse 125 to say that verse because that is what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uh, then uh, the next point is also to recite in that two raka'at behind Maqam Ibrahim Surah Kafirun and Surah Ikhlas in that, in that uh, two raka'at uh, of which you do, do, do what we call the tawa, the sun, sunnah of tawaf, right? The sunnah salah of the tawaf. So if the person performs that, the sunnah recommendation is to recite after Surah Fatiha, Surah Al-Kafirun in the first raka'ah, and Surah Al-Ikhlas, Qul Huwa Ahad, in the second raka'ah, insha'Allah. This is based on the hadith of Jabir who said, when the Prophet وسلم, came to the place of Abraham, Abraham uh, um, Maqam Ibrahim, he recited, وَاتَّخِذُوا مِنْ مَقَامِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ مُصَلَّى which means and, and take the place of Abraham as a place of prayer in the two units he would recite say قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ قُلْ هُوَ حَدْءًا but قُلْ هُوَ الْكَافِرُونَ in the first rak'ah and قُلْ هُوَ حَدْ in the second rak'ah the next point to be able to recite between the black stone, Hajr Aswat, corner and the door of the Kaaba, the door of the Kaaba, by putting one's chest, face and forearms against the Kaaba. Amr ibn Shu'ayb narrated that his father, on the authority of his grandfather, who said, I succumbulated with Abdullah ibn Amr. When we finished the seven rounds, he prayed facing the Kaaba. I said, shall we not seek refuge in Allah from the fire? He said, I, I seek refuge in Allah from the fire. Then he touched the black stone corner, and then he put his chest, hands, and cheek up against the Kaaba between black stone and the door of, uh, of the Kaaba. Then he said, this is what I saw the Messenger of Allah doing. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwata illa billah. Those that makes, makes up the sunnah things that there is, that the person needs to do, as in the tawaf. And then immediately after the tawaf, uh, as to be able to drink of the zamzam water as a sunnah, drinking from the water of zamzam and washing one's head with it. 
in the hadith of Jabir, it's, it states that the Prophet ﷺ did this. In the hadith of Jabir, he said that the Nabi um, drank of the Zamzam water and thereafter the Nabi ﷺ uh, rubbed of the water on his head. That brings us to the end of those uh, uh, um, the sunnah of the of the tawaf, and now we now go into the sunnah accelerated to the circuits of Sa'i between Safa and Marwa, and there are three three acts there or three sunnah acts that needs to be done there. The first one is touching the corner as mentioned earlier, meaning. Um, touching the corner of, of, of Hajr al-Aswad before leaving off to the to Safa and Marwa and then the next sunnah is to be able to say to read the verses inna as-safa wal marwata min sha'airillah faman hajja al-bayta aw i'tamara fala junaha alayhi ay yattawafa bihima wa man tatawwa khayran fa inna allaha shakirun alim surah number 2 verse 158 then one says, we begin with where Allah begins, because this is what the Nabi sallallahu alaihi says, Abda'u bima bada Allah, and, and we say, I start with Allah till I start, and we, Jabir then says, Abda'u bima bada Allah wa rasulahu, we then say, because Jabir said, uh, we, uh, Jabir followed the Nabi when he said, I start with where Allah starts. When Allah says, Inna Safa, so we meaning we start at Safa. But we then say, because the Nabi said it, we say, we start with where Allah and His Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam start. Abda'u bima bada Allah wa rasulahu, Inna Safa wal marwata min sha'airillah. فَمَنْ حَجَّ الْبَيْتَ أَوْ اعْتَمَرَ فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْهِ أَنْ يَتَّوَّفَ بِهِمَا وَمَنْ تَتَوَّأَ خَيْرًا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ شَاكِرٌ أَدِيمٌ This is to be done when one gets close to a safa to begin the circuits. The next one facing the click kibla while upon Safa and saying Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la lahul mulku wa lahul hamdi yuhi wa yumit wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir La ilaha illallah wahdah anjaza wa'dah wa nasara abdah wa hazama al-ahzaba wahdah The meaning of this is, uh, as I said prior, it refers to the takbir that when you get onto Safa and Marwa, and the Nabi Sallallahu moved from Safa, on, on Safa the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam first faced the Qibla and said, Bismillah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, and then uh, waving at, at, at the Qibla to the Kaaba, and then the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, as he moved off from Safa, he said those words as we read earlier, um, which which is known to be the takbir as we know it. Um, in the reading of the takbir, you could be reading it the way we normally read it in Cape Town, uh, and here we put on a melody, um, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar walillahi alhamd Allahu Akbar kabira walhamdulillahi kathira Until the very end of that one, right? They also indicate to us where the Nabi says La ilaha illallah wahda La sharika la lahul mulk wa la alhamdu wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir La ilaha illallah wahda anjaza wa'da وَنَصَرَ عَبْدَهُ وَهَزَمَ الْأَحْزَابَ وَحْدَهُ Those are the normal, and as I've indicated, you could be reading it in one of the two ways as you want to read it. The next one is running quickly between the two green markers in between Safa and Marwa. As we said that those green markers is a place where the ground has been flat, 
and then there's been an incline, a sharp incline from, from, or from, if you move from Safa, there was a sharp decline from, from Safa to, to the flat ground between the green spaces there, the green markers in Safa and Marwa has been the place where the Nabi sallallahu alayhi moved and we said the reason why the Nabi sallallahu moved fast he said that that was the place where Hajra, um, the, the, the mother of, of, of Ismail ran when she was looking for something to eat and to drink and Allah created her effort to become a law of us and until Yawm Al-Qiyamah and in her act, in her act Allah indicated to us the fact that the act of a woman could be a reminder to many of us of the fact that we will not achieve anything in life unless we are prepared to put into the necessary strife. Um, we, we as Muslims don't dream or wish or hope for things and yes it's gonna happen. Yes it's gonna happen, whatever must happen is gonna happen. But we must put in our effort and for whatever we put in our effort Allah says وَأَلَّيْسَ لِلْإِنسَانِ إِلَّا مَا سَعَى Man will achieve nothing unless and until till he puts in effort to be able to achieve those things. Meaning if he calls for it, if he asks for it, if he makes dua only but he doesn't put in effort he cannot expect to be able to acquire and to achieve that. Ya Rab. May Allah grant khair and barakah to all of us that we grant become of those people we strive out to achieve those things, inshallah. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. But for now, we head back to Sheikh. We Sheikh is going to be continuing as to where Sheikh stopped Sheikh Tafatul. Shukran, Jazakallah khair for that one, Yasmina. Um, just before the ad break, we were busy on the side portion of, of the Sunnah acts to be done. And we said what it was that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa recommended us to say whilst getting onto to, to Safa, to, to, onto the uh, uh, elevated area of, of, of Safa um, as we rendered that the fact that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa reminded us to say the words Abda'u bima bada Allahu wa rasooluhu inna as-safa wal marwata min sha'airillah faman hajja al-bayta aw i'tamara fala junaha alayhi ayyatawafa bihima Then we said as the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa came down from Safa it is sunnah to be able to do the rami between uh, the, the green uh, markers in, in, in between Safa and Marwa. Um, now, the reason for, we said the reason for doing that is because the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did that in having to follow the Sunnah Tariqah of his great, great, great grandmother, the, the mother of Sayyidina Nabi Ismail. Uh, and, and he identified her effort as important and we learned the lesson from that. Alhamdulillah. And then the next one is doing the same at Marwa that one did at, at Safa with respect to the facing of the house and the words of the remembrance which means you, you, you face the Kaaba you greet Bismillah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar showing your hands in direction of the Qibla and then to be able to say the words as you go down Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Walillahi alhamd um, and we call those words what we call, say in Cape Town the takbir. Um, now, now, now the, that, that, that takbir could be in words as we read it now, or it could be in the, um, the manner as we normally do so with the melody in Cape Town. That brings us to the end of uh, the Sunnah acts related to um, the, 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 the Sai. We now go over to the Sunnah acts relating to leaving Tumina. Um, now the Sunnah actually leaving Tumina means entering the state of Ihram again on the 8th of the Hijjah from where one is staying in Mecca. Right? Now it um, uh, uh, could be any time during that, that, that period to be able to go to get into the state of Ihram to go off to Tumina. Right? And then the next one is praying the noon, afternoon, sunset and the night prayers at Mina it is the work of Dhur and Asr and Maghrib and Aisha and, the f- and Fajr the next morning staying overnight at Mina until one prays the Fajr Salah and the sun has risen that, those are all part of the Sunnah act of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam which means 
one go over to, over to Mina, stay there from before Dhur, be there for Dhur Salah, Asr Salah, Maghrib Salah, Aisha Salah, and stay the night through, overnight there at Mina until the next morning, and then pay the Fajr Salah there until the sun has risen, and then move from Mina of to, to, to Arafah. The next one is praying the noon and the afternoon prayers together and in shorter form at Namira on the day of Arafah. The Sunnah is to pray the Dhuhr and the Asr of the day of Arafah together in, in, in short form which means two rakaat, two rakaat at Namira or at anywhere in, on Arafah on that day inshallah. For that is done by the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to show us and he emphasized very much the fact that we need to do everything in his accordance with him to be able to do the Hajj so that Allah grants us accepted inshallah. And then the last one, not to leave Arafah before the sun sets, meaning it's, it's a strong sunnah to stay on Arafah and not to leave it in its format unless the sun sets completely and when the sun sets and everybody moves then we actually move away from there inshallah right? that brings us to the end of all the sunnah acts that has to do with the hajj it was the sunnah acts of the ihram the sunnah acts of uh, um, entering makkah the sunnah acts of the tawaf the sunnah acts of the of, of, of the sai and the sunnah acts while, whilst entering into this other uh, uh, um, the, for the Hajj, the, 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 when you enter into the Haram again, um, your Sunnah acts that you do on, on, on Mina, and then also the Sunnah acts of, of, of Arafah, inshallah. That brings us about to, to look at all the Sunnah acts. We now go over to what we call the, the Fart. Now, uh, um, allow me to say here yeah, there's two forms of Fart here, yeah, if, if I probably can. Things would normally be considered as fard or wajib, meaning the same in everywhere in, in, in the fiqh of, of Islam. If you say something is wajib, means it's fard, it's a necessity, it's compulsory, right? It's essential, it's fundamental, you cannot without, right? In everything you do, there is fard, and fard, the, another word for fard is uh, wajib. When it comes to the acts of Hajj, then there is fart and there is wajib, and they have a slight difference in meaning. If something is fart, if it, it it must be done, it cannot without it. If something is wajib, then it must be done. But if one does not do it due to unfortunate circumstances, then you might be able to slaughter a sheep in that case, right? Uh, um, pay the dumb for the fact that one could not do that, right? The, the fart things for, 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 for Hajj is which you cannot, if, if you don't do it, or if, if for some reason you prevent it from doing it, then the Hajj must be done over the year thereafter. And you need to stay in Ihram until that time. That is the importance of the fart things. Now, there's actually four components of the Hajj that's fart. Um, um, the scholar says to us, having the proper intention. Your niyyah must be pure and proper. You must, uh, you must have a pure niyyah, a righteous niyyah. It, it comes from the words of Allah in the Holy Quran in Surah Bayyina. So a verse, uh, a verse number five, when Allah says, وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ and they were commanded only that they should worship Allah and worship none but Him alone sincerely for the sake of Allah. May Allah accept from all of us. The Nabi says also said, Verily all actions is based on intentions. Right? And then the second one, the second most important is of, of Hajj as a fart, you need to be able to stay at Arafah. 
The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, the essence of Hajj is Arafah. Al-Hajju Arafah. There is only the hadith of Urwa. At-Ta'i who said, I came to the Messenger of Allah at the place of halting. That is Muzdalifah. I said, I, I have come from the mountains of Tay. I figured my mount, I, I prepared my mount and fatigued myself by Allah. I find no hill, but I halted there. Have I completed my Hajj? The Messenger of Allah says, Anyone who offers his prayer along with us stays with us until we leave and had stopped in Arafah before it is night or day or day will have completed his Hajj and he may wash away the dirt off from his body. You heard Sheikh ending off the Sunnah Acts of Hajj and now we're moving along to the Fault Acts of Hajj. For now I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh Inshallah to complete and also to continue as to where she stopped. Sheikh Tafatul. Shukran jazakallah khair for that one, Yasmina. We came to the, the this, uh, uh, mentioning of what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said to the Sahabi and the Sahabi. Uh, um, asked the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, O Messenger of Allah, I've tried to stop everywhere with whatever I, uh, I can. And he wanted to know, O Messenger of Allah, did I obtain Hajj? And the Nabi says, if you were busy with us, did whatever we do as everybody else, and you've stopped along with everything that as we stopped along, then you definitely have re- received your Hajj. And then anyone who offers his prayer along with us stays with us until we leave and had stopped and in Arafah before it before it by night or day will have completed his Hajj. And he may wash away his dirt off his body, which means the fact that he's now because he's been traveling and came into the Ihram and straight away onto Arafah and this Sahabi indicated that to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and thus the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to him those words, Ya Rab. The next one is spending the night at Muzdalifa until dawn and praying the dawn pray there. Um, this is a sunnah, this is a sunnah mu'akkada, not a necessity. This is based on the uh, previously cited hadith of Urwa. Anyone who offers his prayer during, along with us, stays with us until uh, we leave and had stopped in Arafah before it by night or by day will have completed his hajj and he may wash away his dirt. And then the last one is circumambulating, performing the circumambulations of the house after returning from Mina, known as Tawaful Ifada. And Allah Taala gives that. That is the words. Of, uh, uh, that is what we say. The, the, the fourth one that comes from a, the verses of Allah Taala in the Holy Quran, in Surah number twenty-two. وَلْيَطَّوَّفُوا بِالْبَيْتِ الْأَطِيقِ Then let them circumambulate the ancient house of the, at the Kaaba, at Mecca. Subhanak lahawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Sayyidatina Aisha radiyallahu anha said, Safiya bint Huyay had her menses after she had performed the ifada circumambulation. The Prophet sallallahu was informed of that. And he said, is she going to de- delay us? Aisha said, she had already performed the ifada and excambulated the house. Her menses then came after the ifada. The Prophet said, let us go then. The Prophet statement, is she going to delay us, indicates that one must perform the ifada circumambulation and that it will keep one, aw- one who has not performed it from leaving.
and then the last one, the fifth one, performing the circuits of the the sigh between Safa and Marwa that belongs to the tawaf tawaf of the Hajj, right? The Prophet sallallahu performed this act, and also said, perform the sigh. For Allah has made the sigh obligatory for you. So, which means you need to be able to perform the sigh at the same time. Uh, uh, the sigh after the Hajj, right? The obligation, the obligatory acts of the of the Hajj. Entering the inviolable state at the Miqat, removing one's clothing and putting on the clothing of the state of Ihram, and then making the intention by saying, Labbaik Allahumma labbaik, labbaik la sharika laka labbaik, inna alhamda wa ni'amata wa laka wa la sharika laka. Saying those words, uh, um, the, the, the entry at the, the Miqat. The second one, spending the night at Mina during the days of Tashrik. Staying the nights at Mina during the days of Tashrik, which means after you have completed the Hajj in the days of Tashrik, is there to be able to spend the nights, spend, spend, the, spend the night at Mina, which means you need to be able to what they call Mabit, you need to sleep over on Mina during the days of Tashrik. Now, do we do find what happens with our people that the essence of uh, of the mabit at Mina is something which the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has made a compulsory act and said we need to be able to see that we sleep over at Mina. Our hujad sometimes go to their baits and forget that they need to be able to be at Mina. They go to their bait or they spend come only to Mina for a short time. And, and and they go back to the bay to sleep there. Whilst the Mabid at Mina is meant by the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you need to stay on Mina for the night and then go back. During if you want to during the day, I have to go to, or do anything. But the Messenger of Allah to stay there during these days, however the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi exempted the camel uh, herders allowing them to throw the pebbles on the day of Eid and to combine the other two rounds of throwing pebbles on the next day. The fact that the Prophet exempted them means that it is negatory for others. The next one, throwing the pebbles in the proper order. In the proper order is on the day of the sacrifice, one throws seven pebbles. You throw seven pebbles the day that you enter into Mina from Muzdalifa at Jamaratul Aqaba. And every day thereafter, on the days of Tashrik, after the Dhuwar Salah, one throws seven pebbles at each of the three places of throwing pebbles. Which means at every jamara, the the, the 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 small one, the medium one, and the the big one, um, you actually throw seven pebbles at every one of them. That's on the on the on, on the the tenth day, Yawm Eid, and the day the the two days thereafter, if one can stay there for two days. Starting with the first one then the middle one, and then the Al-Aqaba one. Whereas on the day of sacrifice, Yawmul Nahr, which is the day after the day of Eid, on the day of Eid you can, you can do so having to able to throw um, only the, 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 the Jamaratul Aqaba. It's, that's the day that you come from, mean, from Muzdalifa. It is Yawmul Nahr, Yawmul Nahr you, 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 the day of Eid. Eid al-Adha and the, the, the Eid is in actual fact only for the people that is not on, on, on Hajj the people on Hajj their Eid is to be able to enjoy or do what they need to do on Yawm al 
Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. This is, of course, Madrasa on air that day, the voice of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. For now, before Sheikh continue in terms of our fiqh of Hajj, there are some questions that came through on our SMS line, Sheikh, and it comes from the number four, from the number. 8686 it says assalamu alaikum sheikh shukran for a very informative program my question relates around greeting family members before you undertake the journey of a lifetime what is the view of sheikh regarding family members who has turned away from islam females who married christian males do you have to greet them shukran sheikh bismillahirrahmanirrahim as per the question can you greet people uh, um, yes, for your journey, it's nothing wrong to greet them. But if a person has become kafir, then unfortunately it is not a necessity that you must be able to hold relationships with them. Um, especially when it comes that the person has now turned away from the deen of Allah, then entertaining them would not be a recommendation, because as if you accept the fact that they have become kafir. From an Islamic perspective, we need to understand that if somebody becomes kafir, he rejects the deen of Allah and goes to another adiyan, that, that is not a possibility. Because there is no truth more than the truth of Islam. There is nothing as strong as the deen, the deen of Allah. And so when somebody leaves this deen, then that person has rejected himself. And so especially if you are going to go and greet them to depart, um, as if you need their, success, their, 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 their prayers for your success of your journey and as if you want them to come and and sit there and that is not the recommended act right because um, when you go away they, they might just become and visit and it might just cause a very uncomfortable situation where you where other family members sees them there and stands up and runs away, don't come to further greet you or whatever the case might be. So it's not healthy. If a person is a non-Muslim, a non-Muslim, your neighbors, your, your uh, fam family members which is non-Muslim, there's nothing wrong in informing them that you're going and they might even come around to your house to depart, see it at your departure, there's nothing wrong with that is concerned. But somebody who is Muslim, has been Muslim and has turned away from Islam, this is where the, the sad process is. And it might just be that some members of your, of your own family sees them there and actually uh, stands up and walks out. And that's going to be very, very uncomfortable. May Allah protect and not allow that to happen to our family members. May Allah pardon all of us, inshallah. I mean, Sheikh Shukran so much for that. And then, yes, a listener that also sent through another question and she attached a name and the name is on Dizainab. Dizainab, I hope that you are tuned into the radio currently at the moment as we are going to be looking at your question. It says here, Salam Sheikh, I would like to know the ayah with regards to going on Hajj from Surah Baqarah, and she also mentioned Surah Mulkia as well. Okay, Ms. Um, we would like to say to the auntie, it's not Surah Mulk. There is a, surah, a verse in Surah Baqarah, uh, verse 196, Surah Baqarah is Surah number 2. But Surah, surah number 3, Surah uh, Ali Imran, Allah mentions to us in verses 96 and 97 recommended for us to be able to also that is verse number 97 so um, those are the two verses not in Surah Mulk if you do not mind Shukran so much for that Sheikh uh, all of the questions have been answered Alhamdulillah there are no further questions however we still do have a few moments left for our program as well so you can if you have any clarity if you want any clarity regarding a question then you can send it through to our WhatsApp number as well as the SMS number we have moved on from the Sunnah Acts of Hajj we have moved on and Sheikh has branched in to the Fard Acts of Sunnah of uh, Hajj and this is of course when we return we are going to be continuing on that note but for now we're breaking for ads and when we come back we'll continue so stay tuned the voice of the cape 91.3 fm stereo the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam said he was black seed regularly because it is a cure for every disease except death always remember allah when taking any form of medication as it is allah who heals you there, are you looking for ways to improve your immunity, treat ailments and enhance your skin and hair? You've come to the right place. 
Find Your Health's Black Seed Oil is 100% concentrated, preservative-free, bringing you all the natural goodness. Treats ailments such as sinusitis, diabetes, psoriasis, arthritis, and much more. Invest in your health today. Find your health. Your health is your wealth. Available at a pharmacy and health shop near you. Visit us at www.findyourhealth.co.za. When you need a panel beater, you want peace of mind. Alpha Body Works is approved by all major insurance companies. We're also VW approved because our collision repair center produces exceptional results, backed by superior service. Not only do we collect and deliver your vehicle, we have 18 courtesy cars for your convenience. Alpha Body Works is simply steps above the rest. Call 021-691-9333 or visit alphabodyworks.coza. Terms and conditions apply. Now, also the new Alpha Express Auto. We offer discounted rates for all non-insured clients and a 24-hour recovery service. Guess what? Bargain Warehouse, your crockery, glassware and plasticware store now has ready-cut butter pastries perfect for your savories for all you busy housewives. Yes, Bargain Warehouse has ready-cut butter pastries as well as ready-fried onions from Johannesburg for your curries and biryanis to stop you from crying when frying. All at Bargain Warehouse. Easy, ready-cut, make-and-bake pastries. Five black plastic stools for only 100 rand. Only at Bargain Warehouse in Haji Brian Crescent opposite Highlights. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Madrasa on A. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to, of course, Madrasa on E. This is the final few minutes of the program to know that uh, the Waqt for Asr is going to be taking off soon, inshallah. We're going to be crossing over at about 3.40, inshallah, for the Waqt of Asr. And then also you can send through some of your questions as well as on our SMS and our WhatsApp number. You can also, we have been speaking about the Sunnah Acts of Hajj. And now we have branched, she has branched into the Fard Acts of Hajj, Alhamdulillah. However, before we go, we continue further, Sheikh, here is another, a few questions, actually two questions that has come through. And it says here, Salam, Sheikh, um, and Sister Yasmina, just a question. Is it necessary to go greet if you go for just a Umrah Kanala out of Hajj? Um, you, you, the question is, is it necessary to be able to greet if a person goes for Umrah only? Yes. Uh, okay. Um, yes. Uh, uh, I think we've somewhat answered a portion of that question uh, a few days ago. But the, 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 the answer of that is the, the, the advice of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa pertaining to traveling. Whatever travel you and I do one day, it would travel. Be it for Hajj, be it for Umrah, be it for any travel. It's recommended, says the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa that when you travel, before you travel, you go and inform people of your traveling and beg of them to make dua for the success of your journey because the success of your journey depends on the dua of the people that stays behind or your family members or your friends or your neighbors in your environment. So yes, um, it's for whether you are going for Hajj or for Umrah. Hajj obviously more so because now you are also going as a representative of your people. But in Umrah the very very same, so very whether you do it for Hajj or for Umrah it is a recommended act or it's a Sunnah act taught to us by our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that whenever we travel that we inform the world about, uh, which means you go about to inform the people and beg of them to make dua for you inshallah. Shukran so much for answering that and I hope that it has clarified the listener that has sent that through. However, we are now going to be continuing on our topic which is the Farad Acts of uh, Hajj inshallah, Sheikh Tafatul. Uh, in the obligatory acts for the, for the Hajj, we, we went to the third one, we, we said the, the throwing of the pebbles um, on, on, on the days of, 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 of uh, uh, Tashriq. Uh, you need to throw on the day of, of, of uh, Yawmun Nahar, the, the, the Labarang day. There you need to throw only the big uh, Jamatul Aqaba. And on the others, you need to throw um, uh, all three of them. The, uh, the middle one, the, the short, the small one, 
or the the first one, the middle one, and then the the Jamaratul Aqaba after one another. The days those are the three days of Tashrik that you need to be able to throw it in that format, right? And then the next point thing is that performing the farewell circumambulation. The farewell circumambulation is what we say Tawafil Wida of Tawafil Wada, right? Uh, um, it's a tawaf that you're leaving completely your final one. Ibn Abbas said the people were ordered to make the final circumambulation of the house at the end. But women who has menstruating are exempted from this, right? If this woman that is, is that is in ha'ichid or nifas, then they are prevented from having to be able to which means they don't do, need to do it, but it's recommended for everybody else to see that they, they do do so, right? Um, and then the, 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 the last point of the, of the uh, uh, wajib matter is um, shaving of all, shaving of or cutting one's hair. Um, um, shaving of or cutting one's hair is confirmed by the Quran, Sunnah, and consensus, as for the Quran, Allah says, "وَلَقَدْ صَدَقَ اللَّهُ رَسُولَهُ الرُّؤْيَا بِالْحَقِّ لَتَدْخُلُنَّ الْمَسْجِدَ الْحَرَامَ إِنْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ آمِنِينَ مُحَلِّقِينَ رُؤُسَكُمْ وَمُقَصِّرِينَ لَا تَخَافُونَ Indeed, Allah shall fulfill the true vision which He showed to His Messenger Muhammad sallam in very truth, certainly you shall enter the Masjid al-Haram if Allah wills secure some having your heads shaved and some having your heads, your, your hair cut short, having no fear. This is what Allah says in Surah number 48, verse number 20, verse number 20, uh, um, 27. That's uh, Surah number 48 is Surah Al-Fatah. As for the Sunnah, Abdullah ibn Umar narrated that the Messenger of Allah said, O oh Allah, have mercy on those who shaved off their hair. They, the people, said, and those who trimmed it. O oh Messenger of Allah, the Messenger of Allah again said, O oh, oh, oh Allah, have mercy on those who have shaved off their hair. They, the people, said. And those who trimmed it, the Messenger of Allah, O oh Messenger of Allah, the Messenger of Allah again said, O oh Messenger of Allah, have mercy on those who have shaved off their hair. They, the people, said. And those who trimmed it, O Messenger of Allah, find the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa says, and those who trimmed it. The scholars differ concerning the ruling of this act. The majority say it is an obligatory, while the Shafi'is say it is one of the essential acts of the Hajj. The reason they differ, as our Shaykh Al-Bani confirmed, informed me, is that there is no clear evidence of either view. The, that's why there is a difference of the opinion, whether it is essential or whether it is obligatory. Subhanak la hawla wa la illa billah. What we do understand from the essence here, is more a sense of looking at our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and trying to do the things the way the Nabi did it in having to understand what he does. In, in this hadith of Abdullah ibn Umar, the Messenger of Allah said, Oh Allah, the Nabi made a dua and he says, Oh Allah, have mercy on those people who shave off their hair. Their hair. Meaning if you completely shave your hair after the Hajj, then the Nabi has made du'a for you. And so the other people said, but make du'a, and the people that short, trimmed their hair, they didn't short, they didn't short it their hair. Um, what about them? Uh, what about theirs? 
And the Rabbi again says, Oh Allah, till I have mercy on those people who have shaved their hair completely. The, Rabbi, the, the, the people said to the Rabbi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, And the people who have trimmed their hair, shortened their hair only? Again, the Rabbi responded to them by saying to them, Oh Allah, till I have mercy on those people who have shaved off their hair. Which means the Rabbi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wanted to leave a message. Wanted to say to us how important it is. Wanted to recognize there is so much difference between shortening your hair and cutting your hair completely. Especially if you perform the Hajj. So Allah, and this is with reference to the males. And Allah wants for the Hujaj to be able to do the ibadah for the sake of Allah and to obtain Hajj Maqbul and Mabrur. And yeah, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi makes a specific dua that touches those people who have shaved their thrice. Three times asked the Nabi asked Allah, please uh, be merciful on them. And then after the third time, the people said to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and those are the people who did not shave off their hair, they just trimmed it short. And they said, and those people who shaved their the, the hair, uh, who trimmed their hair short, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then says, and the people who shaved their hair. He didn't say, oh Allah have mercy upon them. He said, just said, and them. Which the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wanted to give a clear message to the people that the shaving of the hair for the males is very, very important for them because it's a sense of having to relieve yourself from the state of ihram in this ibadah called hajj. And Allah wants to maximize the value of this ibadah for you, the haji. So do it for the sake of Allah so that Allah can do it, can grant you the greatness. And this is the reason why the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, as the role model, as the teacher, as the one who guides us, as the one who wants us to achieve maximum value and become successful, because of that Nabi, Allah granted him through his voice, through his tongue, his dua, that he showed very strongly that how the whole judge should go into the extent of having to see that they actually strive with, a, with reference with males to shave off all their hair. They leave nothing on, on the hajj so that Allah can grant them the successes of that hajj, insha'Allah. Allahumma ameen, ya rabbal alameen. Um, that brings us to the end of the, 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 the some of the, the, the uh, things that there is ob- obligatory. We're looking now at the conditions for the validity of the circumambulation. What makes the, the tawaf valid? Meaning the things that makes the things that needs to be in place that makes it valid to say that your tawaf is valid, which means if these things is not in place, then this tawaf is not valid, right? This is what we need to understand here. Ibn Abbas narrated that the Messenger of Allah says Circumambulation around the house is like the prayer, except that you can speak during it. Whoever does speak during it should only speak what is good. Ibn Abbas, he says, Abdullah ibn Abbas says, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that the, 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 the tawaf around the Baytullah and the salah that we normally perform is very much the same. It's a, 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 all about the communication, a connection with Allah, an inter- interaction or relationship that you have where you exp- express yourself to Allah and, 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 and Allah will be in communication with you. Yeah. And so the Nabi says, and whosoever speak during it, because Nabi gave us permission except for you may be able to speak during it. But whosoever does speak during it, and the, the reference to the word speak here is not the communication that you have from Allah in your heart and in your mind and on your tongue, but that communication or speaking that you speak to somebody else next to you. If you speak to anybody else, because the whole salah is all about speaking and communication with Allah, and so is tawaf also. But if you actually speak, and you, because you could be speaking to somebody next to you also, then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, Whosoever does speak during it should only speak what is good. Meaning, consider what you say and that you do not use your tongue for anything uncomfortable in your speaking. And don't have what we say, Hello, salamu alaykum, muhanat, this is that and the other, whilst in the tawaf. Remember, you are busy in an ibadah. 
in the tawaf, keep focus. Remember in salah, you cannot communicate with other people. So if you could get assalamu alaikum if you see somebody and you don't make it a conversation of 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 vast deen, who said priyasan, but see whether and the khudas that's nonsensical. That's wastage. That's not called for. So anything that you could say to the person, uh, uh, um, could I see you after the tawaf? You could probably be saying that to a person, nothing wrong. But having to be able to speak during the salah, I mean during your tawaf, if, if things is not recommended to speak, abstain from that, just stay away from that. And this is what we're looking at. Those things that makes it valid for you to be able to, to perform your tawaf in a form that it will be accepted by Allah Ta'ala, right? Since the scholar says, since it is like prayer, the following conditions apply to it. Being free from both types of impurities, which mean the person must not be in need of a ghusl or in need of a wudu. He must have wudu and he must be he must be pure in his format. Right? So if anybody is in need of a ghusl cannot perform a, 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 a tawaf and anybody that's in need of a wudu must be able to have wudu. Right? And and we refer here to the fact that the person needs to understand that he must be able to see that he has wudu. He, he must be able to see that he's free from the both forms of impurities and, and we say big about janaba, he, he mustn't be junub uh, um, and, and mustn't be in a sense of that he needs a ghusl or he mustn't be a person who does who needs a wudu he must be in the state of wudu when he do that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says he said that the prayer is not accepted without purification your salah that you do if you do your salah and you did not uh, did not have wudu then your salah is not accepted the words of the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam furthermore the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told us aisha when she started her menses while on Hajj, do what the pilgrim does, except do not circumambulate the house until you are purified. Now, we said uh, in her case she is she was in a state of hayd, and so she needed a ghusl. And the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to her, the moment you enter the state of ihram then you can do whatever all the other hujaj does. You can do all the things except for you cannot make tawaf around the Baytullah. Because there you need to be able to be in a state of purity, to be able to perform it like the salah. You don't salah when you're in the state of, of, of hayd, or in the state of janaba, or in the state where you don't have wudu. Please see that you have wudu and that your body is clean, then you may be able to perform the tawaf, tawaf around the Baytullah. That is that is the, the 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 first one of the conditions that goes there. The second one, the scholar says, there is a need to see for the validity of the tawaf, that the person's covering himself, his private parts must be covered, and he must not be in clothing that is that you can see through, or that is tight where it's, it, 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 your, your, the, the person's private parts is apparent. Na'udhu Billah. May Allah protect all of us. Now, here it is a reference to the males from the one side, but also references to the females. The dress must not be where you can see through it. Now, sometimes the, 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 the dress of ihram is sometimes all the other dress that the person is in tawaf, and he has something on, and the thing is tight clothing. It's not recommended, it's not accepted, it's not for the fact of the, for the validity of the tawaf, which means you make your own tawaf invalid. Like a person who performs salah where a portion of his, his body opens up whilst he's making salah, and that portion of the body is part of the aura which is supposed to be closed. What happens in the world that we live in today, we find this in the masajid. Whilst a person is making salah, he has clothing on, the, 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 the sweater he has on opens up his back. The, the, the pants he's on opens up the bottom, the top part of, his, of, of, his, of where he needs to. And so you see some portion of the body that is part of the aura that is beneath the, the, the navel, but from the backside of his body. 
And so this is opening up his body and his salah becomes invalid. Whether it's a fart or the sunnah salah, it's not accepted for a Muslim male to be able to be dressed in that format whilst performing salah. Thus, if you want to perform salah, see that you dress yourself decent. For if you are not decently dressed, your salah is not accepted. Sunnah salah or the fart salah. If it's part of the aura and exposed, then it's rejected by Allah. May Allah protect, inshaAllah. Uh, I think we end here for now because our time frames. May Allah grant khairan baraka. Can we recite our dua together if you do not mind? A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Wal-asr inna al-insana lafi husr. Illa al-lazina amanu wa amilu al-salihat. Wa tawasaw bil-haqq wa tawasaw bil-sabr. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina wa maulana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahabihi wa barik wa salim. Subhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdik nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Shukran so much to Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. That concludes our madrasa on a program.